The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. Hi, I'm Jody, and I've coached thousands of artists around the world. Some create abstract work, some are ceramicists, others paint representational barns and some animals, and still others love painting landscapes. But there is one similarity between every single artist I've been able to mentor. We've all had to do some mindset work around money. One of the hardest lessons that we have to learn as artists is we have to adjust what we believe is possible for us. We must have a mindset of confidence, wealth, and abundance, but that's super easy for me to say, not so easy to do. And we can't simply hope things will work out. We have to plan for it and expect it. But listen, how do we do that if deep down we don't honestly believe it's possible for us? We're going to unpack that today and so much more. So I'm going to ask you, what is your relationship with money? What is your money mindset? So what is a money mindset anyway? Uh, Putting it bluntly and very straightforward, it's what our own beliefs and attitudes are really about around money. What we believe, what we truly believe is what we become. So we have to understand what we believe is possible for us as artists. The thing is, is we develop our money mindsets over time. But in general, they really start with our parents or caretakers as when we were kids. So whatever our parents, whoever raised us, whatever their money mindsets were, we tend to have those same money mindsets because they're developed at such an early age. It's almost like we inherit them. So what does that sound like or what does that look like? Well, some of the money mindsets that we could have inherited are um, there's never enough money. Um, People with money are greedy. Um, Money doesn't grow on trees, etc., So then if you take that and then you add on being a woman, if you're a woman listening to this, 
Um, and by the way, I see this more with women in kind of my age groups. I'm going to say like 40 to 70. Um, we tend to add a whole nother layer onto this because there is this mindset of my age group that we've been told that women are bad with money because we grow up with the old adage of men make it, women spend it. Now, I know that to not be true, you know, at a conscious level, but there is um, still that subconscious that I need to work on. So um, one of the things uh, that I used to see growing up is I would see my mother, you know, she would go shopping, maybe get some clothes or whatever. And when she was coming in the house, uh, she would tend to hide those packages before my, uh, my dad could ever see them. So that, you know, that kind of stuff sticks with you. Plus, when you think about women were not even allowed to get a credit card or a mortgage until the 1970s. That's, that's insane. And these things, they get embedded in us at a cellular level, um, not to mention just like into our psyche and into our subconscious without even realizing it. Okay, so we've got, you know, the childhood money mindset, and then we've got the money mindset of being a woman. Um, then, God forbid, you have any debt or had any credit card issues like I did in my 20s. Now, we're just piling shame on top of the rest of that. So the point is, is we really start developing our money mindset and belief system around money and our ability to have and keep money early on. So when you think about the stories that we've learned from our parents um, and then the stories we have told ourselves, you know, those shame stories around the mistakes we've made, and then y'all, and then we add on the whole starving artist bullshit, it is no wonder that it can be a steep hill to climb for artists to be able to overcome these mindsets. We've got a lot of dismantling to do. The good news is we can absolutely do this. I've seen it work time and time again. So I'm going to give you some of the tools that will set you up for success and for changing some of those money mindsets. Okay, so the first thing we want to do is we want to observe without judgment. We want to observe and acknowledge the thoughts that come to us, but again, without judgment. So maybe it's like something like this. So you're, you're driving down the street and you notice a really nice car. Maybe it's a Porsche or a Bentley or a Ferrari or like whatever is considered a nice car to you. And you notice this car maybe is like cutting in or maybe not driving in a way that you think, you know, they should be driving. <laughs> what we might have a tendency to do is because it's a nicer car, we might have a tendency to judge that person driving more harshly. Um, have you ever just caught yourselves judging people who clearly have abundance? I mean, this is where catching ourselves and observing without judgment is so important. So 
That doesn't mean we judge ourselves for judging others. We're simply observing what we're doing. Now, I again, I can't stress enough to simply just catch yourself without judgment. This is really important because whatever we suppress is just going to continue to be there. So what I mean is whatever we decide we're not going to acknowledge, it's just going to stay because, you know, the saying, whatever we resist persists. So we want to go ahead and acknowledge it and just let that flow right through us because holding on to it by judging ourselves just makes it that much stickier in our body. Now, let's think about how you consider your own art business or art sales. Maybe you're thinking, uh, gosh, I mean, I'll never be able to make $100,000 a year in my art business. Just go like, huh, okay. I see myself thinking that, you know, just acknowledge it and let it flow right through you. Okay, now the second thing. The second thing is to change the thought. Why? Because y'all, thoughts become things. And as Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So what I do, I find it really helpful that when I have a thought like that, um, I have a handy little mantra. And the mantra is, okay, you guys don't laugh. Okay, the mantra is cancel, cancel. So I have used cancel, cancel so often that I had two X's tattooed on my right arm. So how would we use cancel, cancel? Well, here's the ways I used to use it when I was raising my kids. And, you know, they would say something like, I'm going to fail this test. I would say, cancel, cancel, or nobody likes me, cancel, cancel. So cancel, cancel is something that I've, I can't even count how many times I've said it, but it's such a simple thing, but it's a great way to catch ourselves and to use it to change, um, change your thinking. Now, you don't have to use my mantra if you think that's silly. You can definitely come up with your own. You know, another one of the uh, mantras or affirmations that I've used is, my success is inevitable. Um, I am a magnet for abundance. I mean, there's so, all kinds of different things. But when we're going to change our thought, I find that the simpler we keep that mantra or the affirmation, the better. But either way, our words matter and our words are powerful. Okay, and now the third thing we want to do is let's recognize who's really talking when this kind of stuff is coming up, okay? Is it is it childhood stuff? Is it our parents talking? Our caretakers? Maybe. But it could also be coming from the inside. It could also be coming from our own ego, and the thing is, is our ego, it's just there to keep us safe. It wants us to keep doing the same thing we've always done over and over again, because anything new that we try or anything new that we think is possible for us or anything new that we want to do, it's like, whoa, 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 that's not what we do around here. That is some scary stuff. 
Um, I've heard some people refer to the ego as um, using the acronym edge God out. I like to say the term it edge growth out, but either way, both of those are just based on fear and it's, it's actually fear is the reason that we even have these thoughts. Like I'll never make a hundred thousand dollars or I I'll never, you know, sell five pieces of art a month or whatever the big scary goal that you have that you end up scared. You end up in that fear. This is ego. That is just fear trying to keep you safe. But here's the thing about fear. Um, and I'm not talking about healthy fear there. Obviously there's time that there's healthy fear for us, you know, and, and fear does keep us safe. I'm talking about this fear that is not rational fear, the fear that's, you know, telling us we can't do something. The thing about that fear, that fear is an asshole. Okay. The problem is, is that fear always speaks first. It screams the loudest and it never shuts up. So yeah, fear may be an asshole, but let's remember it's just there to keep us safe. So the first thing we want to do, like I said, is we want to observe without judgment. And then the second thing is we want to change the thought. And the third thing is we want to recognize who's talking. In this case, it's the ego or fear. It's just so we know where this is coming from. And it reminds me, I love um, what Elizabeth Gilbert says about this. For those of you who don't remember, I'm sure you all do, but Elizabeth Gilbert wrote um, a book called Big Magic. It's a book on creativity. Um, It's just incredible. I can put it in the show notes. Um, But if you haven't read it, it's so, so good. Elizabeth Gilbert also wrote Eat, Pray, Love. So my point is like super famous author, you know, best-selling author. But what she says about fear as a creative person is fear is always going to be there. You can't get rid of it. But she says, but since you can't get rid of it, you might as well let it stay in the car or you might as well let it stay in the room. She said, if you let it stay, it has to sit in the back seat. It can't drive it can't adjust the radio. It has to stay in the back seat and stay as quiet as possible. So it's not going to leave. You just acknowledge it and you let it stay and you keep moving forward. So the fourth tool in this toolkit is we want to recognize our own resistance. What is the resistance that we are bringing to the table. So psychologists have coined a term for this. It's called cognitive dissonance. And so, you know, what is cognitive dissonance? Cognitive dissonance is when we hold two beliefs at the same time, and they tend to be conflicting beliefs. So what does this look like for us? Let's say that one belief might be, I want more money, but the conflicting belief is that maybe money is the root of all evil, right? And so maybe you don't go all the way to the root of all evil, but maybe you go to, you know, that people with money are greedy and, you know, people with money are bad or, you know, whatever. So on one hand, we want more money 
But on the other hand, we have a negative belief system around people with money. So like, I'll just explain what it felt like for me. So part of my own cognitive dissonance or, you know, recognizing my own resistance was this was years ago, years, like I'm going to say more than a decade ago. Um, I really wanted a thriving art business back then, but deep down, truly, I worried that to have success, it meant that I'd have to sacrifice my marriage or, um, that I wasn't going to be a great mom. So was that true? No. So I had to cancel, cancel that bullshit and just keep moving forward scared. So fear has been in the back seat this whole time, but I've been the one behind the wheel. So I want to give you an exercise around cognitive dissonance that I have shared with some of the artists in my Studio Elite program. Okay, you ready? Here's what it is. I want you to get a piece of paper and a pen. And I want you, this is important, by the way, to do it with a with a, a pen or pencil and paper because it's not the same if you do it with a computer. So you really do want to grab that. Anyway, get a piece of paper and pen and very quickly write, I really want blank, but I'm afraid of blank. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Very quickly write, I really want blank, but I'm afraid of blank. Write this over and over again, like 10 to 15 times quickly. And writing it quickly, there's a reason for that. You want to write it quickly because that's one of the ways that we can access our subconscious. So do that 10 to 15 times and see what comes up for you. Then I want you to apply the steps that we just talked about. Number one, I want you to observe it without judgment. Observe yourself without judgment. You know, like for me, you know, I did want a successful art business, but I did worry about what that would mean for me as a wife and mother. So why would I judge myself harshly for that? Observe without judgment. And then the second thing is cancel, cancel that shit. Like just call BS on it, right? Because there have been so many examples of women that have done really wonderful things and have also had a loving relationship and a great relationship with their kids without having to sacrifice that. And the third thing, I want you to just recognize that what you wrote down is simply fear trying to grab the wheel. So let's face it, artists have a lot to unpack around money. But the coolest part of this whole thing is, you know, when you you are an artist and you've got cognitive dissonance or you've got a lot of fear, the very act of creating art can help us heal and it can help us find uh, our center and just focus again on our dreams. But whatever it is for you, please remember that if any of this resonated for you today, if there's any fear that you're really dealing with or really some big money issues, just know that you are not alone. All right, until next time, 
take good care of yourselves and each other. Peace out. Have you been wanting to create incredible art that you're really proud of, only to feel deflated and disappointed by the outcome of your paintings? Trust me, I have been there many times, and that is why I created the color course for Rebels. I don't want any artist to fumble around the way I did, and the color course is on sale for a limited time, August 15th through 31st. This course will teach you the four essential things that all great art possesses, plus it will give you the tools to create your most energetic, honest art ever. The hundreds of artists who have taken the course consistently comment that it was a total game changer for them. So head to the link in the show notes to take advantage of the sale and get started creating your best, most powerful art.